Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terhar once again. Dan, how you doing, sir? Hello, good evening. Good evening. Very well. Good night for to talk some Loon soccer here on Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast. Please do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. Dan, plenty to talk about after uh, the last week of Loon's MLS action. Uh, this is going to be a little bit easier of a show than the past <laughs> several shows have been. Yeah, it's funny how uh, it just it's it, well, it's not only easier, but it's a little more enjoyable too. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Win, uh, winning, winning is good. <laughs> let's just go through it. Uh, I guess we can kind of do whatever chronologically is generally the order we try to do, but they were both pretty similar games, so we'll just kind of jump around from topic to topic, whichever one we feel like. Or were they? Or were they? (laughs) (laughs) They were exciting for very different reasons, irritating for very different reasons. Uh, Well, yeah, if you put it that way, they were very similar, weren't they? (laughs) And the scores Uh, were the same, so I'll give you that. There There were quite a few similarities, but there were some differences, too. Yeah, let's start off with the Loons uh, getting the 3-2 win in L.A. against the Galaxy. First ever win in L.A. against the Galaxy. Uh, Go up 3-0 at halftime thanks to Kevin Cabral being sent off. Uh, But then the second half, we saw the second half woes continue to bother this team. And they almost blow up, blow the lead, blow a three-goal lead. They tried. Uh, Yeah, they tried their damnedest (laughs) to to blow it again. (laughs) Up a man, so... Uh, right. LA Galaxy fought back. Uh, they elbowed back, if you want to say that as well, and uh, <laughs> they put up a hell of a fight to get back into the into that one. And Minnesota almost gave it back to LA. Um, yeah, it's great to get that first ever win uh, in LA over the Galaxy. It was going to happen eventually. Uh, going into the match, you and I talked about it. I mentioned that, that I hope this team plays with an edge. I hope they get uh, they they're very physical. I hope they're angry, you know, for yeah. for dropping two straight matches when they had the lead, and and that's kind of the way they played. And and the first half was outstanding. Um, address an issue from social media, uh, people questioning that Minnesota got a gift with that uh, red card to Cabral, and I said, I, and I, I don't know, I don't know where you watch soccer where it's okay to make contact with your foot to the goalie's head, but that must be a rough league. So, um, <laughs> inadvertent or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, you make you, you you make contact with your with your boot to the head, you're going to get a, you're going to get a red card. So, um, and and they played that way. They played with an edge in LA, and and I was so excited to see that. Not that this team is soft; they're 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 an aggressive enough team, but. There was a little more there on on Wednesday. There was just a, just a little bit more and a little more aggression. Uh, they showed a little more hunger, and obviously that was a good thing. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. Emmanuel Reynoso continues his hot front form since coming back from the June break, uh, making it in that game three goals in four matches, and then in the LA Gal- or the RSL game, making it five goals in the four matches. So, uh, Emmanuel Reynoso, all star form right now. Uh, in these yeah. past two game, in the past several games, he's going to drag this team kicking and screaming to the playoffs. It seems like he's hitting the same exact form that we saw in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I don't know what what the difference was. I don't know if he changed his diet, if he got a new mattress, and he's sleeping better. But whatever it is, let's hope it keeps going for a while. Because you're right. I mean, right now he uh, is on a, an incredible pace. Um, 
you know, he can't keep up the numbers probably this way the rest of the season. But if he can just continue to – it's not even so much the goals. The goals are great. We need the goals badly. But he's making plays in the midfield. He's making plays in the open field. He's making – he's turning guys inside out. And these are these are guys that are good at good good soccer players too. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's different all of a sudden. But uh, I hope the kid stays confident. And, you know, and he is young. He is growing. He is learning. And hopefully what he learned in the last uh, three, four matches is that he can be an impact uh, every single match. And, uh, man, if he does that, this team's going to have a great second half. Yeah, if he continues his run of form uh, over the last 16 games, he's this team's going to be dangerous. Uh, another guy who hopefully will continue his run of form is Franco Fragapane. We've talked about it, and I know you've talked about it on the broadcast a number of times, how he's been playing pretty dang good soccer this season. It's just the numbers on the stat lines don't show anything and haven't showed anything until he got his first goal of the season against the LA <laughs> Galaxy. It's his first goal since the playoff game in Portland last season. But he's been playing magnificently all season. His work rate is second to none on this team. Uh and that's partly because Roman Metzner is not there. But yeah, his work rate this season, he's been up and down the field playing very good offensive soccer and defensive soccer, getting the ball back in defensive areas and getting it back upfield. Yeah. Uh, he's he's absolutely shining at this moment of the season, along with Emmanuel Reynoso. We, we've talked a lot about how, you know, our, our number nines aren't scoring goals. Um, and we we haven't talked much about, you know, why Franco's not, putting up points because he's played so well. It was almost kind of mysterious that he hadn't put up more points or more goals this season because he's had some really good, um, some really good matches. Most of his matches have been, you know, good or better. And uh, so it was really good to see him be rewarded. And, and again, he didn't, I don't think he did anything different. He just, you know, uh, needed to get that first goal and hopefully he continues. I, I really, I really like, uh, Franco. Uh, I hope that he can continue to put points up because you, you kind of need that scoring, uh, like Robin Lowe to a six on the other side. You'd like to have a half a dozen goals on the left side too and, and kind of balance things off. But he causes a lot of problems and you're right. Offensively and defensively, uh, he's made some big plays on uh, both ends of the pitch this year. Yeah, he's been outstanding. Uh, let's talk about Robin Lood. He had an interesting set of games uh, mm-hmm. over the past two games. He had a decent game against the Galaxy, but then his game against Real Salt Lake showed a different side than we've ever seen from Robin Lood, uh, mainly because he started off as a midfield position as a midfielder because of injuries to Kervin Ariaga, a red card to Yosef Rosales, obviously injuries to Sonny Dotson. Uh, Jacorias didn't get the start, came on later on against Real Salt Lake, but Robin Lood gets the start at midfield, center midfield alongside Will Trapp. And this was a much more physical, much more aggressive, uh, a different Robin yeah. Lode than we've seen. Yeah. He's coming. He came into the box late on late charging runs up the field. I liked that that portion of his game from the midfield. I like what he was able to bring from the midfield, an offensive threat that we don't normally see from the midfield pairing. That I think open up a whole new side of the game for the Loons in the game against Real Salt Lake. Well, first of all, it's so lucky to have that versatility. We had a guy, uh, you know, we got the young guy, Hassani Dotson, who uh, very versatile uh, going the other way, midfield and back. And now all of a sudden you find out that uh, Robin Lude can do uh, midfield and, and up. He's played, you know, now midfield. He's played on the wing. He's played striker. So we know we, and, and we know that he's a great player. We know what do you know about him is he's a smart player, but his um, – 
I don't know what's playing midfield, why that released him to be – I mean, you're going to get more space. It's different, but I'm not sure why that got him to play more physical. I think uh, coming off of the uh, L.A. game and the uh, the physical nature of that match, uh, that they had success, uh, my guess is in the uh, – in the in training and in the locker room, they said, "Let's keep it up. Let's be physical. Yeah. Go out there and do it." And and we know that Robin Lude will do whatever it takes to get this team to win. And if he's set in his mind, I have to be more physical and be more aggressive. Uh, that's what that's what this team needs. He goes out and he does it. Um, you know, he shared a goal with uh, with Luis Amaria in LA. We, at least that's my opinion. But um, <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen anything that shows that he didn't score it. I don't know that he did. But I also can't prove he didn't score it. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Total team move if that's the case. But either way, uh, Robin's the real deal. And uh, yeah, I mean, if he can if he can uh, suck up a few more weeks in there while uh, Kervin Ariaga gets healthy and play that way, wow, what what a break! And on top of it all, now you're giving uh, Longwane a little more time, and all of a sudden we're seeing things in him going. This kid's getting better too. Yeah, he makes some. As yeah, you said, he makes some smart plays. Yeah, he's he's uh, as he's grown into this league, mm-hmm. as he's grown into this team since joining, he's starting to make smarter, uh, yes. better plays, and he's using that with his al- already raw natural ability, his his incredible pace, his incredible uh, work ethic, and just you're starting to see things click with this kid. He's getting closer and closer to scoring. Dan, when's it going to happen? When's this kid <laughs> going to score a goal and send Loons fans and all of South Africa into jubilation? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, he's getting chances, and he's, he's being unselfish in many situations. And, um, you know, he'll get it. I, 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 I didn't have that included in my write that down for this week. But, you know. You might yeah, have that, to. It, yeah, you know, I'm thinking. I kind of like my three I have already. But I think, you know, he, I think he scores a goal this month. They've got five more matches this month, I think, if I'm right. Uh, I, think he, I think he gets one this month. Kyle, here I am. I'm doing a right. I'm gonna this make down. A, I'm gonna make a late rule change to write that down this week, Dan. What? We each have to predict one of our predictions. We're not adding a fourth one. Each each of us have to make a prediction of when Longwane will score his first goal for the club. Like the, the specific match. The specific match. Oh man. Okay. And if they're the right. same, then we have to choose the half. We flip a coin between <laughs> who gets the half. Okay. Well, you know, all right. So, so we have we'll time to think write about this down. it. But... We'll do that and write this down. You, you yeah. got me thinking already. So, <laughs> all right. But yeah, he's he's playing. He, I mean, he's already gotten tons of minutes. He's going to get more now with this with this change. With I would imagine Robin Lodes going to stay back there. I don't. I mean, it worked really well against Real Salt Lake. As as long as you want to keep going with that, I'd say keep going with it. I mean, Joseph Rosales is going to be back. He's going to be available. Do they want to bring him back into the midfield alongside Will Trap because? He played pretty good against against the LA Galaxy in in quick succession, having to come in pretty much the first minute of the match after yeah. Kervin Ariaga went down. And thankfully, Ariaga's injury isn't season ending; it isn't se- that serious. It's just a couple weeks. Uh, severe ankle roll is what we're hearing, so hopefully nothing bad, uh, nothing long term there. It seems so. Kervin Ariaga escaping what looked like a pretty nasty injury at the first place. Yeah, and and you know you don't know how long some guys react quicker to treatment for uh, something like a severe sprain, but you don't know, but I like it. And and what we know as well as we know, Adrian Heath, it would be to me, I personally would be shocked if he changed the lineup in Vancouver. Um, Because 
even if you want to give Rosales more time and you you think that he's a guy that can develop, bring him off the bench because you can always move Rob. You can move Robin Lode to just about any other position up front uh, if you need to. Uh, having guys like uh, Robin in the lineup and uh, guys like Hudson when he's healthy give the coach so much more flexibility with substitutions, and that alone is reason to leave Robin in the lineup and um, and see what see what uh, Bongi can do uh, on the road on the West Coast in Vancouver. See what the kid does there, and if he struggles in the uh, first half, you move Robin up to his spot and you put Rosales in. You know, so. Yeah, I just let her ride, right? That's the way I look at it. I, I like the idea of having a more attacking offensive lineup against one of the more or against one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, Vancouver's let in what twenty eight goals this season, which is uh, third from bottom or fourth from bottom in the Western Conference. So yeah, bring the more attacking lineup against the Vancouver side. That yes, they're coming off a one nil victory against the LA Galaxy or LAFC. Excuse me. This past weekend, it was at home. Uh, it was it was a game that didn't see scoring until late on, but uh, Vancouver playing pretty impressively in that one, getting the win against LAFC. But yeah, I, I say go with the attacking lineup uh, once again. Keep yeah. Robin Lode in that midfield. He played physical enough, showed that he can play the defensive side as well. I like it. I like keeping Robin Lode there. He yeah. plays it from time to time for Finland. Uh, yeah, keep keep going with that. Um, yeah, I hope he does. We spent 13 minutes talking about all the positives. Unfortunately, they're still all negatives. Uh, as there is with just about everything. Second halves are pretty much the negative thing for this club right now for some reason. And I I can't tell you what the hell is going on in the second half that's completely different from the first half, but whatever is going on, it's something that's a serious concern because they almost, as we mentioned earlier, they almost blew a game against the LA Galaxy where they're up 3-0 with the man advantage, and then they mm-hmm. almost blow another 3-0 lead uh, against Real Salt Lake in the second half. Thankfully it seems like their second half woes are shortening down because they play pretty well in the second <laughs> half against Real Salt Lake for the first 25 minutes. They yeah. just couldn't keep it going for the rest of the match. Yeah, it, well, I, I think there was a difference in, in the two second halves that was pretty significant. Uh, in L.A. on Wednesday, uh, they were just completely out of the match in the second half. Yeah. Um, they didn't have an answer to anything. And as you alluded to, uh, against uh, Real Salt Lake, they actually dominated play for the first uh, at least 25 minutes of the second half, and then uh, a couple of goals that just didn't um, didn't fit with the rest of the flow of the match. They just happened. The second one was on a corner kick. Uh, normally, we defend really well on corner kicks, so it was kind of surprising. And then then they settled down and didn't give them, uh, if I remember right, there were no great chances after that. Um, they didn't force Dane St. Clair to, to bail them out after that, and they win it 3-2. I don't know. I felt a lot different after. I felt much more satisfied after the win on uh, Sunday, uh, where in L.A. on Wednesday it felt like, man, we kind of got away with one there. So, yeah, maybe that means they're heading in the right direction, but I don't know what it is either. There's, there's something in this team that um, forces them to just – not take chances, be more concerned. And it's, it's an, you're up three nil. It's hard not to play different. And uh, maybe that that's maybe something they have to work on and figure out how to continue to, uh, you know, what do they say? Keep the, keep the foot on the gas, even when you're up three nil, but other teams have something to say about that too. You know, they, they make changes at halftime. They get angry. They, you know, you knew LA was coming after them in the second half and they did. So um, yeah, they, that's, I would say if you're looking at, concerns on this team 
now that they've scored some goals, uh, that was the big concern was goal scoring. Now it might be, okay, what's going on in the second half that they uh, they can't hang on to leads? So yeah, I have I, no I, idea. You and I were talking in the brew hall afterwards, and you brought up an interesting idea. I don't want to steal it from you, so I'll let you go ahead and and uh, run with this. Run with your idea you proposed uh, in the brew hall afterwards after the match on against Real Salt Lake. I had so many good ideas. I don't remember which one. Uh, you went along with the theory that I had last week when we made up our lineups. Oh, we're talking about goaltending. Yeah, it's not Dane St. Clair's yeah. fault, but no. it might be time just for a switch just to see if that helps out the defense a little bit. Sometimes I think you have to make a change just for changes, change sake. This team hasn't had a shutout since when, April? April 23rd against Chicago. It's been, it's been a long time. And, and again, it's not Dane St. Clair's fault. Um, he's playing well. He's let up a couple of goals in the last you know few weeks that you go, eh, that's not like him. Uh, but sometimes you make a change for change sakes. Now, if we didn't have another starting MLS goaltender on the bench, you wouldn't you wouldn't even think about it. But I'm saying, well, maybe what is see how the team responds to Tyler Miller. But maybe the coaching staff already knows the response and they don't think it would be good. I don't know. Um, and are they? I, at first, I thought they were sitting on Tyler because uh, he's 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 going to be on the move. But then they played him in the friendly, so I thought, well, okay, they're not they're not holding him out. So it's it's kind of hard to figure out, and and I guess part of me just says, you know, Tyler's Tyler deserves some playing time, and uh, I don't know. But what does that do to the psyche of Dane St. Clair? Is he right. fragile? I don't know. I, you know I, goaltenders I can be tough to figure out. He doesn't seem like he's fragile because he took the benching last year apparently pretty well because he came back this year. Came back, uh, didn't please. get the start for the first couple games, but right. then came out firing on basically last minute call up against the Red Bulls and has, hasn't looked back since for the most yeah. part. So it doesn't seem like that's a fragile kid, but also you got to think about him it trying to make the Canada national team in the year of the world cup. Uh, Canada's making their first world cup since the eighties. So it's a kid that wants to make the Canadian national team. All, all things pointing that he will no matter what, but still he'll make, he'll you make wanna, the team. Yeah. You still want to do the, the right thing for the kid to keep him informed, to make mm-hmm. it, uh, to make it, for the for Canada, in case something goes wrong with their number one he, keeper, you you don't want to have that kid go into the World Cup rusty. But also, you got to think about your team. Does does a switch like you said uh, help the team defensively? Just for switching up voices, just switching things mm-hmm. up, changing things around yeah. a little bit, maybe get you back into the clean sheet column. I don't know if they do it this week because they're going to Canada. Do you want to really bench Dane St. Clair in Canada? <laughs> probably not the best thing. <laughs> you probably yeah. won't be too happy about that. Let him play in Canada, maybe. Bench him maybe the week after yeah. just for a game, see if see if things change. But yeah, I don't know. Just get a different set of voices in there. Let Dane St. Clair take take a week off, clear his mind a little bit, and come back firing again. We'll see. And another thing to think about is you'd also want to keep uh, Tyler Miller happy so yeah. that he doesn't want to go somewhere else. Because if Dane St. Clair continues to improve, he's he's a young goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be a guy that that's going to head uh, across the pond someday. I mean, yeah. he's young, he's getting better. Uh, I would think that he's on some team's radar. So, um, I mean, it seems like everybody in the league is on some team from Europe's radar at this point. <laughs> how many scouts there are in this country looking for yeah. for players? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't know. Do you think that's out of the question that he could uh, end up uh, somewhere in Europe someday? No, absolutely not. I mean, you don't get drafted seventh overall because you're just some schmuck of a right. goalkeeper who can right. only make it in major league soccer. You're going to, 
you're going to be on some teams. You're going to be on teams' radars, especially if you play as well as you did down the stretch in 2020. You played. Right. You played a couple games in 2021 and then had to step up in the playoff game. But then you came out and absolutely impressed. Put yourself up there for goalkeeper of the year uh, conversations in a year that already a lot of scouts are looking at a certain goalkeeper in this league. So you Mm got to think that they're looking at other goalkeepers across the league, young goalkeepers saying, okay, there's one talent here. There's got to be more. And the U.S. has always been known for for producing good goalkeepers. Canada's probably right up there with them. So there's – there's definitely scouts in this country looking at goalkeepers, and you got to think Dane St. Clair, is how, as well as he's performed this year, is on some teams' radars. There's nothing saying that he is right now, but you got to think. Right. You got to do some simple math there. Uh, what, next up, you were going to say. I was going to say what concerns me is I worry that a year from now we're we're without we could be without either we could be without both of them. Yeah, you know, if something happens really good for Dane St. Clair and he's gone, and and Tyler Miller gets impatient and pushes the issue and he's gone somewhere, so you know, but that probably won't happen. But uh, yeah, and then it would just be the Dick era would begin. So got next that going for, for us. <laughs> next up for the Loons is a trip out to Vancouver, as we mentioned already. Friday late night, nothing better to do on a Friday night than uh, listen to some Loon soccer with Dan Terra and myself. Kickoff at 9.30 p.m. Pre-match 9 p.m. on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Dan Vancouver, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, winning six of their last eight matches across all competitions. As I mentioned, already coming off a win last Saturday against LAFC, a 1-0 win with a goal scored in the 89th minute. A, wow. a, an exciting game mm-hmm. to watch, uh, to tune into that one. Um yeah, it's a red hot team. Pretty poor defensively late uh, this season, but lately they have had a number of clean sheets. So this uh, Vancouver side isn't one to just throw aside. Vanny Sartini has his team firing once again. They didn't start off the season great, but they've really come into form lately. Yeah, the way they started the season, you kind of went, oh, yeah, well, yeah, hold a spot in the bottom for Vancouver yeah. because it just didn't look like they had anything. So I give them a lot of credit for bouncing back. It kind of goes to show you that you just can't. Uh, you can't take anything for granted if you get a slow start in this league. And, um, you know, maybe it's that West Coast advantage. The league hasn't figured out yet that by letting them play matches at 730 against teams <laughs> from the Central or Eastern time zone is a disadvantage to the team traveling out there. Not only to the broadcasters and the fans, but it's a disadvantage to the team too. It's just odd for them, you know, to start a match at 930 at night. That's just That's just not normal. Um, so I hope on anybody, I hope with the, uh, you know, with the new, uh, TV agreement, I hope that, uh, brings some sensibility to their start times on the coast. So, uh, but yeah, I don't, I have not watched Vancouver much at all, um, since they started playing as well as they have been lately. So I'm kind of excited to see how they play, but I mean, I think, you know, right now our club is coming in playing pretty well right now. They're scoring some goals finally. And uh, I think our defense has struggled a bit in the second half, but I still think we have a really good, uh, uh, really good back line and, and good goaltending. So yeah, I think we can go in there and compete with uh, Vancouver. Yeah. It'll be an interesting and fun one uh, on Friday night with Dan Terrar and myself on 1500 ESPN, as I mentioned, 1500 ESPN.com and the free score North mobile app, 9 PM pre-match show. 9.30 p.m. kickoff, well, just after 9.30 p.m. Last time we had an, a West Coast game, start that late. 
interesting and fun result for the Loons. So hopefully something similar yeah. in MLS Dark Action this Friday night. Plenty of games going on across the league Friday. So plenty to keep you updated on. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Dan, let's take a look across the league. Plenty going on across the league. An exciting day if you're a Toronto fan. Uh, you already got Insigne coming in. Uh, you have They've made a ton of moves today. I'm trying to bring up everything that they've done. Uh, they traded Alejandro Pozuelo to Inter-Miami. Not often you see a designated player trade in the middle of the season. Not often you see a designated player trade in general. Not at all, yeah. Inter-Miami making a move, and Toronto FC shipping out Alejandro Pozuelo, who was set to become a free agent this summer, and now he's off to Inter-Miami. Yeah, I didn't uh, like nobody saw that one coming because as you said, uh not only don't you see uh DPs traded very often but in the middle of a season. So, um yeah, I I think that Miami uh went into the season probably with with hopes but expectations were pretty low and then I think they started gaining some traction and and you know, they're trying to trying to stay competitive. Uh, in the East, and I guess they put that on the list of teams that I didn't think would be competitive this year. And um, you know, if you make the right moves, and a few players can make a big difference. Um, look at the difference in in Minnesota United. Just because Emmanuel Reynoso stepped up his play makes all the difference in the world. So sometimes uh, you can have, uh, without making a trade, even you can have an impact by a player just changing his game a little bit. So who knows? Maybe maybe uh, three months from now, Robin Lode will still be playing the midfield and we'll be going, that's all it took, you know. Took one player moving positions to uh, change the look and feel of this team. So who knows? But, yeah, it, it, it was kind of surprising to see those moves. Yeah, another move that Toronto made is also reportedly bringing in Italian national and former Juventus player Federico Bernadeschi, uh, 28 years old, so in the prime of his career, bringing in a big name from yeah. Juventus. Uh, didn't score a whole lot this last season, played 28 matches for Juve, but in his nine years with the club, 34 goals, 29 assists, uh, or sorry, not nine seasons. He's played for them five seasons, excuse me, eight goals, 12 assists, 134 matches appeared in 64 starts for them. Big signing for them, reportedly, and then there's also more recently the trade rumors that have popped up around uh Toronto that they are going that Bob Bradley is going to bring in one of his former midfielders from LAFC that he traded away last year in Mark Anthony K. So Colorado not playing well this season out of the playoff race at this moment, not uh, following up their Western Conference title form uh, this season. 
your hatred has uh, taken effect on them. Your hatred from last <laughs> season has taken effect on them. And apparently Mark Anthony K is going to go back to Toronto where he didn't have a good spell and found himself at LAFC and back to his yeah. own country, Canada to play for Bob Bradley. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. I mean, if, why wouldn't you, if you're Canadian and now you're on a team in Colorado, which is, which is a good place to play too. But um yeah, why wouldn't you take that chance? Colorado or Toronto seems to be a team on the way up, and Colorado, I don't know that they're going anywhere this year. So, yeah, go Toronto, home. Toronto go home not for a while. Having, <laughs> bring that back up. Toronto yeah. not having the greatest of seasons so far this season, but with these moves coming in at the midway point of this season, they always knew that their, the start of the season wouldn't be good, but with Insigne coming in, they're moving Pozuelo out, moving some, some money off the cap bringing in Mark Anthony K supposedly if they can get that trade to connect and bringing in Bernadeschi according to rumors that's going to be a dangerous team down the stretch in the Eastern Conference Toronto is uh that's a good that's a good move for Minnesota because it gets another dangerous player out of a midfield in a team that you're going to compete against in yeah, Colorado so Colorado yeah. looking I don't I don't want to say any team's giving up on their season at this point I mean Sporting Kansas City and Chicago might because they just things aren't going well for either of those two squads right now uh, but, yeah, that's a good move for Minnesota. Taking a look at some of the other fixtures from this past week's action. Dan, let's start off with the Wednesday action, the one we talked about quite a bit. FC Cincinnati 4, New York City 4, in a scoreline we never saw coming for FC Cincinnati. Brenner getting a hat-trick, could have had five goals on the night. Uh, just a wild game there, something that neither of us ever expected. I don't think anybody expected FC Cincinnati to be firing on all those kind of cylinders. No, because uh, let me refresh my mind. Cincinnati was up 3-0. 3-0 by the 30th minute. 30th and then minute. Up three goals in first half stoppage time. All in stoppage time at the end of the first half. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. That's no. crazy. <laughs> That's just nuts. And then and then you go, okay, what's going to happen in the second half? They each score a goal and could have been more and ends up a 4-4 draw. So, yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a bizarre first half to watch. Yeah, uh, other results from the weekend that shouldn't surprise anybody. Yeah, Seattle do lose to Montreal on Wednesday, but then they followed up with a 2-0 win at Toronto on Saturday. So all Seattle has done since winning the CONCACAF Champions League is go on to win a, hand, win a bunch of games and climb themselves back up into none other than, let me pull up the table here, seventh place in the Western Conference going into Sunday's action before all those games played. They're up to fourth place in the Western Conference. So... Just goes to show you, as you said, win a couple games in a row and you're back into playoff contention. And Minnesota are showing that right now, but Seattle showing that even more than anybody else. Yeah, I think to me the magic number is three. You win three in a row, and you're talking about Toronto. If Toronto wins three in a row, they're either in or knocking on the playoff line in the East. Minnesota, if they win their third straight on uh, Friday in Vancouver, they should be in above the playoff line. They could climb up uh, to fourth place should they win right. on Friday. Right. You look at the L.A. Galaxy. I think they're sitting you know, in a spot where if they were to drop three in a row, they'd be down third third from the bottom. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, to me, three is the magic number. Win three in a row and your life is good and you lose three in a row and you're in trouble. So, um, And that's what Minnesota has to avoid here the second half of the season. Uh, you're going to drop matches here and there. You might drop some back to backs, but you can't lose three in a row. You gotta, you gotta get a point in there. You gotta get a result in there somewhere to keep things floating. So, um, you know, like I said, we've talked this before. I can't wait for the second half to keep rolling here. 
Yeah, the second half is going to be fun this season, especially with the All-Star game coming up in little over a I month I forgot now about that. That's, at yeah. Allianz Field against the Liga MX All-Stars. I think the All-Star team is set to be announced here in a couple weeks, a week or so, because voting's closed now. How many loons do you think, think get in? Emmanuel Reynoso for sure, right? Well, the way he's playing now, you'd think he would have to be. Um... Uh, Dane Saint, the only other, yeah, Dane Saint Dane's Claire, numbers have kind of planed off, but I would think uh, they'd find a way to get someone else involved from the host team. That just yeah. makes sense. Maybe it's Robin Lud. Maybe it's uh, Michael Boxel, who probably, uh, along with Kamar Lawrence, uh, are deserving of it. But unfortunately, they judge uh, defensive players too much by their goal-scoring abilities, yeah. and, and uh, I think that's a shame because – like I said, I don't know there's too many middle backs. If there are any in the league, we'd trade for Michael Boxel right now, unless it was somebody younger because Michael's, you know, over 30. So, but yeah, I w- if, if I was able to pick, I would probably say Michael Boxel because I think he deserves it. He deserves it just for longevity's sake and because yeah. everything he's done for this club. Yep. He's done so well for this club. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on as we progress through Loon Talk to the predictor. Dan, I'll let you explain away, sir. All right. Pick three matches each week, one of them being the an upcoming Minnesota United match. Uh, pick the uh, winner correct to get a point. Pick the correct score, uh, whether it be a win, a loss, or a draw. You get an extra point, so there's a uh, option, a possible six points each week. And I don't know that we've ever done better than, like, four. No, no one's got better than four so far. Yeah, so it's, it's harder than well, we thought. Well, correction, you got five points in the first week. That was the first week, yeah, and that was yeah. The, yeah I thought, well, this is easy, and then it got harder. <laughs> so, and then you predict, then you uh, only went and rolled off. I think, what's that? Seven straight losses in a row. So yeah, I know. shows yes. you how t- tough this is. Uh, Dan, recapping last week, uh, I mentioned the four-four draw between FC Cincinnati and New York City. I predicted that one was going to be a three-one New York City win. Well, obviously that didn't play out. Uh, but the results that did go our way, you said Minnesota would win one-nil against LA Galaxy. You get the point there because you predicted the win, mm-hmm. not the correct scoreline. I said Austin FC would get a win against Charlotte FC, a two-one win. It was just a one-nil win for Austin. Mm-hmm. They got the shutout, surprisingly, with their defense. And then I predicted a two-one win for Minnesota against Real Salt Lake. Well, it was a three-two win. So I get two points on the week. You get one point on the week, wow. which brings. Our totals right now up to me with 21 points and you on 19 points. It's uh, not good. I went first last week, so I will let you go first this week, sir. Okay, we'll save, uh, I'll save my Minnesota pick for last. So uh, I'm going to go the New York Red Bulls over Cincinnati on Saturday, 3-1. 3-1 Red Bulls? Mm-hmm. I almost predicted that game but because I normally predict – Cincinnati games, but that's I, why I, I did that one it. first. So you, if you did go with that one, it looked like you were, you know, trying to tag on to my good pick. So no, I'm going to go with the team that I'm gonna, that that I'm now going to focus on picking on in Chicago because they're just so bad right now. Uh, despite <laughs> their surprise victory over the Philadelphia Union midweek, I'm right. going with Chicago and Columbus. Chicago's hosting that one. It's going to be a two nil Columbus win. Okay, I looked at that one. I didn't want to touch it. I do Didn't because Chicago's so it. bad. It seems like an easy win to predict who's yeah. going to win that one. All right. At least um, you get one point out of it. Yeah. A uh, match that I would love to watch on Saturday, uh, Seattle and Portland. Ooh. I would, love to, I would love to watch that one. Um, I'm going to go Seattle 2, Portland 1. I like it. I mean, Seattle's on a roll. On a roll. Yeah. Portland really isn't. They're 
sitting right. in 10th place but in the yet, Western Conference. When they play each other, you kind of forget about the record. So Everything yeah, goes out the window that, in that one. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. I'm going with another rivalry, one that we won't be able to watch, unfortunately, because kickoff's essentially at the same time as ours on Friday night. LAFC hosting LA Galaxy. Supposedly, it's the first time we're going to get to see uh, Giorgio Chiellini in defense for LAFC, and the first time we'll get to see Gareth Bale in attack for LAFC. I'm going with the wild one here, Dan. Friday, Friday night, MLS after dark. In L.A., between the two big L.A. squads, 4-3 LAFC. Wow, that's a lot of goals. Seven-goal thriller on a Friday that's night. That's a lot of goals. All right. All right. I, I looked at that one, too. The broadcast. I looked at that one, too, and I went, I don't know. That that thing could be, like you said, that could be 4-3 or, you know, Galaxy could win 1-0 or something weird like that. You just don't know. It, it's That's hard to pick. So, All right, back to Minnesota here for my third pick. Minnesota at Vancouver on Friday I'm picking a 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. Mine's. I'm going something similar for that one. I'm going a 2-1 Minnesota win. I'm predicting nice. they get their third win in a row. The magical three number, they'll jump up, at least on the evening, up to fourth place in the Western Conference. Uh, quelling all fears for Loons fans, hopefully, as they jump up into <laughs> the upper echelons of the playoffs. <laughs> Well, if you want to quell all the fears, it's going to take more than that. <laughs> Fair enough. So that has been the predictor. That has been one of our prediction-related segments here on Loon Talk. We'll get to the other one, which we lovingly call Write That Down. It's our weekly prediction-related segment, at least one of them. We each make three soccer-related predictions. One of them has to be a Minnesota United-related prediction. And this week, we are each picking <laughs> when Bang Hukle Longwane will score his first Minnesota United goal as one of our predictions. The we'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the season. We'll call those goals, and uh, the winner or the person with the most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted golden boot. Dan, quick recap, quick accountability session before we get going. For the second week in a row, I had nothing come off the board, so I got to start. I got to start predicting things that'll come off the board here in short order. Otherwise, you're going to run away with this scoreline like you did last year. But then I caught caught up and ended up snagging victory at the end of the season. Uh, two things negative come off the board for you. you said Minnesota a couple weeks ago will score a total of three goals in their next two road games. Those next two road games were Minis- or Miami and LA Galaxy. Well, thanks to that third goal in the first half for Minnesota, that brought them up to four goals in those two games. So you don't get a point for that one because they scored four <sighs> goals. And then you did say there will be two shutouts in the next two games, the LA Galaxy and and Real Salt Lake game, there was no shutouts because there was no defense in either of those games. Uh, but you did say Minnesota will not be back in a playoff spot in June, which seems like a bunt single on that it one. It was. They're so far out of it. But <clears throat> you'll get the point there. So you take a one-goal lead on me through this part of the season. You have 12 of 30 right now. That's your your average. I have 11 of 25 coming correct right now. So it's 12 to 11. Dan, you started last week. I will start this week. And I'll hold off my my bongi prediction till last. So if you want to take out, if you want to take the first one, go ahead. But I'm going to wait till last because uh, I'm figuring out which one of these I want to, which one of these I don't want to go with. I'm going to go with the one that's more outlandish, that one that I don't think we've seen yet. I haven't looked back yet. At the end of the season, Dan, because Emmanuel Reynoso's on seven goals, Robin Lowe's on six. Dan, write this down. Minnesota at the end of the season will have two double digit goal scorers. Ooh, ooh, okay. Write that Write down. down. Well, I had I had one that's goal related, so I'll go to that one next. Emmanuel Reynoso, seven goals right now. Yep. Darwin Quintero, seven goals right now. Oh. Reynoso will end the season with more goals than Darwin. Write oh. that down. Reynoso more goals than Darwin. I like <clears> it. <throat> yep. 
mainly because that means the Minnesota player <laughs> wins that one. Uh, Dan, I'm going – let's see here. I'm going to go with one that's going to come off the board this weekend. Emmanuel Reynoso, write this down, will continue his goal-scoring form. He will score at least one goal against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Wow. He's got four goals in the past two games, five goals in the past, what, three or five <clears> games? <throat> so Emmanuel Reynoso okay. will continue that goal-scoring and get at least one goal against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Write that down. Write that down. Okay, and I had I had the same thing written down, and just before we started – I crossed off Reynoso, and I wrote in Fragapane. Franco <laughs> Fragapane will have a goal against Vancouver on Friday. I like it. There you go. Get get more production Write out of Franco. Down. Continue his I hope confidence so. boost. Yes. Uh, so then you have, what, four confident attackers in that Minnesota yep. United attack because Luis Amaria seems to be getting his confidence back. We didn't even mention him. He gets a goal against uh, Real Salt Lake. A wonderful, well-taken <clears throat> goal from him. Really nice passing to him by Reynoso and just a nice chip from him. Um, yeah. For my final prediction, here's where we'll go with the, the Bongi okay. take. Write this down. I'm just going to pick a game out of the hat because I didn't really think too hard what? about this one. I, you, well, you know who they've got coming up, right? Yep. I've got the schedule pulled up. Oh, okay. Write this well, down, you don't Dan. have to pull one out of a hat. You've got the schedule in front of you. <laughs> I'm just pick. I'm throwing a dart here. Write this down. Bonghukwe Hlongwane will score his first goal for Minnesota United. July 13th at home against Sporting Kansas City. Come on. You didn't just pull that out of a hat. It's going to be All a right. home goal because it's going to send everybody in that stadium I, crazy. I can show you where I have Sporting Kansas City circled and then Bungie written by it. All right. Well, then now we, so since we, we picked the same game, we have to pick one. a half. But I didn't just pick it out of a hat. I picked that game because I wanted to pick the next three or four. Because that's probably how long at least we'll see uh, Ariaga out, which yeah. means we'll probably see Robin Lode in the midfield, which means Bongi's going to get starts for at least the next three or four, probably. And that's not for sure, but it seems likely. So I thought, okay, look at the next four matches. Who's he likely to score against? Sporting Kansas City. He's a good pick, too. So, yeah, yeah that would be that would have been my second pick. But, okay, so you get to pick first, and you get to pick the half. I'm going to go – let's see here. I'm going to go second half because second half second is usually half. when they're going towards the wonder wall. I want that momentum oh, in yeah. his favor. Oh, yeah, because we, we, score, we score so much in the second half. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll take the first half. <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'll tell, got No backs. Yep. yep. So You're stuck. <laughs> you are, we're both saying he'll score his first goal for the yeah. Loons against Sporting Kansas City. You yep. get the first half. I get the yep. second half. Yep. It's yep. going to be great when he scores in the second half and jumps into the Wonder Wall <laughs> as everybody just goes nuts Wonder for Bob Clay Longwani scoring his first goal. <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. Uh, that has been Write That Down for this week. That has been Loon Talk for this week. We will be right back here next Monday night. It most likely will be Monday night. I said Monday night last week, completely forgetting that Monday was July 4th. So then we decided on Sunday after the game that we weren't going to podcast because no, neither of us probably would have been able freak, to podcast. It's freaking Independence Day. That was <laughs> neither blowing of us stuff probably up been and able drinking to whiskey. <laughs> have, have clear heads and clear thoughts about uh, yeah. the last week because it was a fun week for the Loons. It was for great the first week. time in a long time. Yeah. 
All right, so that's been Loon Talk. Let's do it again. Find us right back here, right wherever you find your podcast. Do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. And, Dan, we will talk to you Friday night for MLS After Dark, 9 p.m. pre-match show on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, and the free Score North mobile app with Dan Terra and myself. Kickoff just after 9.30 p.m. is your Loons. Take on the Vancouver Whitecaps. Dan, we'll talk to you then. All right, let's go Loons. See you, everybody. Go Loons. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see how it can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.